this weekend we're celebrating the feast of the Holy Family. Now there's lots of different kinds of families that people talk about today. You know, um, for example, when I was in Lafayette, we had a family that had four boys and they were the athletic family. Their kids played basketball, they played baseball, they played football. And everybody knew that those boys were athletes. You have places where they'll have a musical family. They play music, they sing, they write their own music. You see academic families where, you know, they're the ones that kids seem to be at the top of the, every single semester. Um, and, but there's other families. There's wealthy families, there's poor families, there's big families. Now today, big means four kids or more. Huge families mean seven kids or more, okay? Um, there's liberal families, there are traditional families, and there's the, oh, that family. Okay, we, we've all seen that, right? We all know what they're talking about. And I've often asked myself, why do we call Jesus and Mary and Joseph the Holy Family? And we call them the Holy Family because of the way they lived their life, being faithful to being good Jewish people and following all the precepts of the law. We saw that in our gospel tonight. They did everything the way that the Jewish were supposed to do it. So they were faithful to their living it out, living out their faith. And above all, they realized that holiness is eternal. All the other kinds of families, athletes break an ankle, they're out. Money, people had money and it went down in the market. You once were rich and now you're poor. You much had a great musical talent and now you don't. Holiness is an eternal thing. And we're called to strive for it every single day of our lives. I remember one time when I was in Lafayette, <clears throat> I was talking to the high school kids and I said to them, what do you want to be? Well, yeah, I want to go, I'm going to get a college scholarship and I want to go play football or I want to do basketball or baseball, whatever it was. And I said, now, does anybody know how many professional athletes have come out of Central Catholic? And all these kids were sitting there, they were thinking, and they were thinking, you know. And I said, to my knowledge, two. One drove a race car. Does anybody know that? They all said, no. I gave him the guy's name, and I said, he did it for about five years, and he quit. He said, one other one. We had a guy who played major um, basketball for about three years, and then he was out. I said, now, let me ask you another question. Does anybody in here have, know how many priests or nuns went through Central Catholic before they were priests or nuns? And this kid raised his hand and said, I don't know how many, but there's a whole slew of pictures in the hallway. <laughs> and I said, there's 21, 21 priests and sisters. I said, so that means you are 10 times more likely to become a priest or a nun to be a professional athlete. So whether you like it or not, don't hold on to the athletics too long, but always hold on to faith. Now, I don't mean you have to become a priest. I don't mean you have to become a religious. But hold on to faith. And as I reflected that on this the, the other day, and it's kind of hard these days, you know, when you've got to have a homily yesterday for you and now a homily today for you to take some time out of my day, you know, and I didn't have a chance to go out and golf or anything this week. Okay. <clears throat> However, I remember when I went to college, I went to IU, okay? When I left high school, I went to IU, and 
my brother said, have you had the talk with dad yet? And I said, what are you talking about? He said, he's going to have a little talk with you on priorities. And I said, oh, okay. And sure enough, one day my dad said, can we talk? And I said, yeah. And he said, um, your mother and I have a little rule of the house that we share with you when you get ready to go to college. And I said, okay. What's that? I said, have your brother or sister? I said, Jim told me we'd have a talk, but he didn't tell me what it was about. And he said, well, here's the deal. We're going to pay for your college. Well, they'd already told me that. So we're going to pay for your college. There's one, maybe two things you have to do. And I said, okay. And he said, your mother is going to write you a letter every single Thursday. He was right. She did. It always started. Dearest Dan, I'm at the beauty shop. I'm under the dryer. I thought this would be a good time to write to you. Always started that way, okay? And she wrote this letter, what was happening. And then he said, and every single month, I don't expect you to write to her every week, but at least once a month, send her just a card back and tell her you're thinking about your mother. I said, I can do that. He said, good. He said, here's the other thing. Every single week, you go to Mass. And if there's a holy day, you go to Mass. And I said, well, I can do that. And he said, well, here's the deal. The first time I hear that you're not going to Mass is the last check I write. He said, you're paying for going to college by doing the right thing. And when you don't want our values and our priorities anymore, you don't need our money either. Now, that was a powerful statement when you're 18 years old. Am I going to end up with, you know, thousands of dollars in um, loans? Or am I going to go to church? It was very easy for me to go to church. I, I would have gone anyway. But that was the way my parents were giving us that one time. You're 18, you think you're a man, you're going to college. But you're going to college on our dime. So we've still got some rights to suggest a few things to you. That's what a holy family does. A holy family encourages faith within the family and encourages us to be our very best. So in all these families we have here, they're all going to come and go. They're all going to die out. Talents disappear. But faith never has to disappear. And so we're told to choose wisely because by choosing the right way and the right model, we lead not only ourselves to life eternal, but we lead our families and our children and our grandchildren and generations to come. And we also set that witness that Jesus calls us all to be, that witness of Jesus Christ that shows people that the holy family is the way and the truth and the life of Jesus Christ, living out our faith daily and encouraging others to do the same.